Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. So this morning we want to continue our series of sermons on Christian character. So we started this couple of weeks before and we have a long way to go. So we are, I believe we are in the third week of this uh, series of sermons by name Christian character. And this morning, you know, we have a very specific message that each one of us in need of. And I believe that God may open our eyes because there are blessings held. There are blessings that we have not received yet. But God wants us to receive those blessings in our lives. And this morning we are going to talk about one important character of, Christ, of any child of God by name, obedience. Obedience is pillar number not one, two. So obedience is the pillar two that we are talking about. Pillar one we talked about last week. Pillar one of a Christian character is faith. And pillar two is obedience. Obedience is pillar two of Christian character. And we are going to take this subject down the line to study eight different pillars of Christian character. And this morning I believe that God may open our eyes and God may speak to us. God may open our mind to receive some of those things which we never thought of. And this is my prayer. Lord God, as we read this, as we listen to the scripture, Lord, I want to be brought to total obedience to you, O God. Let that be your prayer this morning. And I believe that God is about to unleash the blessings that he holds for you. So last week, quickly just go over what we talked about last week. Last week we spoke about pillar number one called faith. And we understood faith is the very basis of Christianity. Today Christianity stands on faith. So if we take the element of faith from Christianity, you know, we lose power, we lose strength. We are not able to stand in front of the public So say that I'm a Christian. We are able to say that I am a child of God, I belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to me only because of the faith that we have in Jesus. And when we talk about faith, we are talking about the fruit of the Spirit, faith or faithfulness. As KJV puts it, faith. We are talking about that faith. We are not talking about the faith that is required to move the mountain. Faith that is required to perform miracles. We are not talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. We are talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Last week we also talked about doubtful believers. A, son, a father who brought his son to Lord Jesus. He came to his disciples. Disciples could not do anything and he brought, them to, brought him to Lord Jesus. And Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do? And he explained the condition of the son and this is what he said. Jesus said, do you believe in me? And he said, I believe. And he said, help my unbelief. I believe, but help my unbelief. We talked about doubtful believers. You know, we know that God is sovereign. We know that God is almighty. We know that God is all powerful. But we doubt God when it comes to our own life. We have so much of faith when we pray for others, but when it comes to our own life, we doubt God. So we talked about doubtful believers. We also talked about not having faith is life-threatening. When our faith is so low, that's the time the enemy takes upper hand. And it is important to hold on to that faith. We also talked about developing faith. How do we develop faith? We need to have confidence in Christ. We need to trust in God. And we also need to know this 
enemy's tricks and tactics. Because when Peter was about to betray Lord Jesus, Jesus told him, Jesus spoke to him, I pray. Satan asked me to sift you. I pray you may not fail in your faith. We need to know his craftiness. Faith can also be developed by hearing the word of God. And finally, we spoke about Habakkuk, the prophet, how he moved in his life by the faith. And even though everything was working against him, and he said, I will be glad in the Lord. I will rejoice in the Lord. We talked about the faith of Habakkuk. And this morning, we are here to talk about the second pillar by name, obedience. Obedience. Can we quickly go over our biblical convictions of Christian characters? You know, we, last week we said, this is what I believe. This is what I declare. These are my convictions. And I am here to learn this morning. And if you say that with me, can you just quickly go over one after another? I want every one of you to read this and repeat this after me. When you say that, you really mean it, what you say. Shall we start that number one? The Bible is the impact. Every one of you, just want you to read out loud. The Bible is the inspired word of God and the final authority in my life. Number two, my purpose in life is to love God and to order my life around his priorities. Number three, my body is the temple of God and I must not defile it. Number four, my church correctly teaches me the foundational truths of the Bible. Number five, my children are gifts from God and I develop godly character in them. Number six, my actions must never weaken the scriptures convictions of others seven my marriage is a lifelong commitment to god and my spouse number eight my money is given by god to manage faithfully and wisely i don't own it number nine my words must be in harmony with god's word i am accountable number ten my affections should be set on things above not on things of the earth now being said this we are here this morning to listen to what God is about to say in the midst of us. So this is the content of my sermon. We are going to define what is obedience. And we are going to define, we are going to tell about how obedience is related to Christian character. And we are also going to talk about, you know, to whom should we obey? What do we need to obey? To whom should we obey? We're also going to talk about the blessings of obedience. We're also going to talk about the cost of disobedience from the life of Jonah. When he disobeyed God, how much it costed him. We are going to talk about that. We are also going to talk about spirit of disobedience. We are also going to talk about dangers of disobedience and consequences of disobedience. So this is the content of my sermon. Let's get started right away. We are going to talk about the definition of obedience. Pillar number two. Can you repeat that after me? Obedience. A little more louder. Obedience. Obedience is defined as dutiful or submissive compliance to the command of one in authority. You know, if you, if you can bring that military setup in your mind, when the commander is standing there and he's ordering the soldiers, that the moment the order is given out, the soldiers are right there to obey. That is what is obedience. So in two ways we can understand obedience. One is dutiful. That means you are obligated to obey. A soldier who is in an army, he is obligated to obey to the commander. There is no way he can say that, no, 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 I don't want to do this. No, he cannot be in the army. 
He's obligated to obey. Secondly, submissive. That means we're yielding our wills, desires to the desire of God. Two aspects. One is we are expected to obey. And second one is we want to volunteer and give our desires to the will of God. Lord, I'm here to do your will. So that's what his obedience means. Obedience also means trusting in God. You know, when we want to obey to somebody, you need to trust them first. When you want to obey God, we need to have the trust in God. We need to have the confidence in Jesus Christ. Then only we will be able to obey to what he says. Obedience is not just willfulness. You know, sometimes we come to the presence of God with a lot of things in our mind. That's not obedience. Obedience is letting it go according to the desire of God. You know, sometimes we call some people, they are strong-minded people, strong-willed people. Right? It's good to have strong mind, strong will. But when we come into the presence of God, sometimes you know, our strong mind won't work. Our strong will won't work. We need to lose things out there for God to take control over our lives. You know, this morning I believe as I speak, I want you to keep track of what I'm sharing with you. And I just want you to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and identify those points where you think that you need to give your life to God again. Where we need to show obedience because the obedience is going to bring a huge lot of blessings in our lives. We need to just let things go when we want to obey God. You know, when you think about God and our relationship with God, when you say that we want to obey God, we are not saying that, you know, we, need to, we are just like slaves for God. No, we are not slaves for God. We do this because we love our God. You know, we want to obey to God, not because we are afraid of God. We want to obey God just only because we love Him. We love Him. And I'm sure all of us love God. All of us love God, otherwise we are not going to be here. We love God so much. We love God so much. You know, that's the reason we want to just bring our families in a godly way because we want to see that love pouring out into our children's life. You know, that's the reason we sacrifice our, for our children. We want to bring them in a godly way so the love of God is poured out. So we are here obeying our master, not because we are afraid of him, but we are in love relationship with God. Have you seen two lovers joining together and going hand in hand? And moment someone says, one of them says, I want an ice cream. The other one will not say, no, 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 this is not the time for ice cream. And say, honey, what do you want? Ice cream, one ice cream, I'll buy two ice creams for you. Right? So we are obeying because we love that someone. The way, same way, if we love our God, we are right here to obey to God, whatever he tells us this morning. How obedience is related to a Christian character. Just want you to follow me carefully. You know, Christianity is founded on the obedience of one man. Christianity is founded on the obedience of one man. When God created the whole earth was put into curse. The whole creation was put into curse because of the disobedience of one man. And we are talking about our faith is founded on the one who obeyed Lord God. We are reading from Romans chapter 5 verse 19. This is what scripture says as you get that in the screen. For as by one man's disobedience, 
many were made sinners he talks about adam because of one man's disobedience all of us are in sin so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous we're talking about the christian character how obedience is related to christianity related to our life today it's because jesus obeyed because of his obedience today we are considered righteous and as we said we follow jesus because we love him but scripture says in john chapter 14 verse 15 if you love me what do you do what you should do you obey my commands are you with me can you repeat that after me if you love me again if you love me obey my commands you know because we are having a love relationship with the lord god god is expecting us to obey to him why do we serve god we serve god because we obey god you know god said go and preach the gospel to everybody we are here right here to serve god because we obey the commission that god has given to us why do we exist as one body as a church as an organization in the presence of god because of obedience we are here to obey to god you know obedience is part of christian life jesus obeyed and we are since we are following him we are obeying him in love he is asking us to obey to his commandments and we are here to obey his commandments and we are serving god because we want to show obedience to god we are coexisting it was one body with the lord jesus christ because we want to obey god in every believer's life when we accept jesus christ a seed of obedience is planted in the life of a believer and the seed is expected to grow and this morning we are here to grow that seed to nurture that seed so that that seed of obedience may grow in our life so obedience in general is a very well expected behavior of any child of god any children of god is is expected to obey to obey you know when the world looks at us you know they want to see the obedience of christ in our lives they want us to show that flavor of obedience in our lives you know that's the reason we are talking about christian character now the question is to whom should we obey to whom should we obey you know bible is very clear in terms of to whom should we obey Let, let's take it further first of all first and foremost we need to obey god we need to obey God. We read from Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 23. Listen to the scripture. Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 23. But this is what I commanded them saying, Lord God is telling to the children of Israel, obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people and walk in all the ways that I have commanded you that it may be well with you. You know what may be well with you? What may be well with you? Obeying God. Are you with me this morning? what may be well with you obeying god obey my voice so that everything may be well with you first and foremost god is expecting us to obey to him from the new testament acts chapter 5 verse 29 peter and the apostles the context is ananias and sapphira they came into the presence of god they lied to the holy spirit and the death came upon their lives just all of a sudden and in that context preacher the peter was started preaching about gospel about lord jesus and they were arrested and peter was brought and the disciples were brought before the proconsul 
And they are standing before the proconsul and they were questioned. And Peter was saying, Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We are to obey to whom? We are to obey to God rather than man. We need to obey to God. So number one, the foremost to whom we should obey is we should, all of us should obey to God, no matter what it is. How do we know what to obey for God, to God? It's in the word of God. Word of God tells us what we need to obey. So number one, we need to obey to God. Number two, to whom should we obey? Scripture says, children, obey your parents. Right? I don't know how many children are here. We are all children. Right? We still have our parents around, some of us. Still blessed. Because we have our parents around still. Right? So children, scripture says, obey your parents. Ephesians 6.1, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. You know, when scripture says that we need to obey, it is same as obeying to God. Because this is the word of God, and if word of God is expecting me to obey to something for someone, it is expected out of me. That I am expected to obey what the scripture is teaching me. It is equivalent to obey to God. Let's take it further. Colossians 3.22 Servants, obey your masters. Born servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of God. Heart, fearing God. If a born servant, being a believer, if he doesn't obey his master, it is sin. It is sin. Because word of God is asking the servant to obey the master. Let's take it further. Titus 3.1. Obey your masters again. Titus 3.1. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities. To obey. To be ready for every good work. The word of God is asking us to obey to the rulers and the authorities. This is scripture. You know, if we do not do this, we are not obeying what God wants us to obey. I want you to think about, you know, some of those blessings that are still held up in our lives. Some of those things, areas where God is not able to use me. Maybe I may not show obedience in those areas. You know, as we are an organization, we are affiliated with the POC. When the POC superintendent asked me to do something, I'm expected to obey. Whatever it may be, I'm expected to obey. God is expecting us to obey to the authorities. Because scripture also says authorities are set by whom? By God. Authorities are given by God. In your workplace, the person whom you are working with, to whom you are reporting, the authority is set by whom? Set by God. You are expected to obey in that place. Because obedience is a Christian character. That's what we are talking about this morning. Let's take it further. To whom should we obey? Obeying to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Reading from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1.8. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God. And those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God expects people to show obedience to the gospel. When gospel is preached, God wants people to obey to the gospel. And if they do not obey, what will happen? 
what will happen is according to second Thessalonians 1 night in flaming fire God is going to come back to this world to take vengeance on those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel you know that's what is this, that's the reason it is important that people need to know the gospel and people need to obey to the gospel let's take it further obey your spiritual authorities hebrews i'm reading from hebrews chapter 13 verse 17 we are talking about to whom we should obey i should obey and you should obey the church of god should obey today hebrews chapter 13 verse 17 obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account let them do so with joy and not with grief for that would be unprofitable for you you know what scripture is saying if you are leading if you have a spiritual leadership it may be your pastor or someone what scripture is saying is obey obey read that verse again obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch for your souls you know pastors are given responsibility shepherds of the church are given a responsibility of the souls of the believers you know they are given a responsibility they are made accountable it is their responsibility to pray for the souls are given in their account and scripture says your responsibility all of our responsibility is to obey to those spiritual leaders because they must give an account you know why they are following with you very carefully you know when we are we both are in the ministry we follow you carefully you don't come to church we call you sometime and you feel bad about it right so when, when you go through some difficult moment we call you we talk to you come we want to pray with you you may not feel comfortable but still why we want to do it because we know that there is a responsibility given in our hands we know that you know if we don't do it you know we are accountable for you and you know the, the, when god is god has committed that responsibility in our hands when we do that scripture is saying what is profitable for you let them do so with joy and not with grief for that would be unprofitable for you we're talking about the ways of receiving the blessings of god one way that we talked about is many ways we talked about obeying to different people one way is to obey to the spiritual leadership. I don't know what it means to you this morning, but this is what scripture says. Let's take it further. Obey to someone special. First Peter 3, 5 and 6 says, For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves being submissive to their own husbands. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror so scripture is saying wives be submissive to your husband and it also uses the word obey to your husband as sarah obeyed to abraham wives are you listening to me this morning yes come on you're listening to me wives okay so wives are expected to obey to you know you have questions you can go ask that question when you go to heaven to god lord why did you write this way why, why it's not in the other way it would have been better if it is written in the other way you can ask that i don't have an answer you can ask god but scripture says wives can you can i hear that wives hmm, you won't say that i know wives hello wives yes wives what 
Wives? Oh my God. Wives? What? <laughs> obey. I know you won't say that word obey. Because you don't do it, I know. Scripture is asking us to obey to whom? Not to your neighbor's husband. <laughs> Many of us are really good in obeying that. <laughs> right? We are good everywhere. To the whole world, to the society, to the community. Oh, he's such a great, she's such a great woman. Except at home. Right? Right? So scripture is saying, that's the reason I believe scripture is very specific. Submissive to their own husbands. Obey to their own husbands. You know what? It's a word of God. So it really doesn't matter to whom we obey, but if we obey to your husbands, you obey the word of God and there is a blessing. If not, no. Simple. Colossians 3.18 says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. You know, that's how God is ordained, ordered. That's how God is such structured. If you do that, it will fit in the hierarchy of family. If you don't do it, you just, you're outside. You're outside the will of God. Let's take it further. This morning I want to talk a little bit about blessings of obedience. How, what kind of blessings are brought forth when we obey God? I'm reading from Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 26 and 27. It's all scriptures that I'm giving this morning. Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord, your God, which He commanded you today. Blessings and curses. Two extremes. And one of God says, if you obey, you receive blessings. If you do not obey, you receive what? Curses. Curses. Want to read from Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 and 2. I read that for you. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I commanded you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all the blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of Lord your God. When we obey the voice of God, this morning we are talking about obeying to Christ. And all the levels of obedience that scripture talked about, talks about. When we obey to these segments in our lives, you know, we see the blessings of God. Because that's what scripture says. Psalm 128 verse 1 says, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to Him, who are blessed, those who walk in obedience to God. You know what? Christ's obedience brought something huge that we can never imagine. Because Jesus Christ showed obedience, it brought forth eternal life for you and me. That's what scripture says in Philippians chapter 2 verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, you know, He was found as a man. Just a man like you and me. And he humbled himself. And he became obedient to the point of death. He became obedient because he was found as a man. In humanity, he needs to learn that obedience. And he learned that obedience. And he obeyed even to the death of the cross. And that blessed obedience brought forth such a great blessing. If Jesus would not have obeyed for a minute, you and I would not have received that eternal life. The eternity belongs to us today just only because Jesus 
obeyed look into that you know what a blessing it brings forth to your life and to your children when you walk in obedience with god this morning i want to talk a little bit about cost of disobedience it costs us too much i want to read from jonah from the life of jonah jonah chapter 1 verses 1 to 5 i'm reading it listen to this carefully now the word of the lord came to jonah the son of amittai saying arise go to nineveh that great city and cry out against it for their wickedness has come up before me but jonah arose to flee to tarshish from the presence of the lord he went down to joppa and found a ship going to tarshish so he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to tarshish from the presence of the lord but the lord sent out a great wind on the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Verse 5. Then the mariners, or the sailors, were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and threw the cargo that was in the ship, ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest part of the ship, and laid down, and was fast asleep. We're talking about the disobedience of Jonah. You know, cost of disobedience. When we disobey to all that we spoke about, it costs us so much. It's not worth keep disobeying to those things because the life itself is very short. And we are expected to pay a huge cost and the time is running out. And what do we do? You know, this is what happened to Jonah. First of all, when he disobeyed, scripture says, he was separated. He went away from the presence of God. Disobedience separates us from the presence of God. I want you to listen to this carefully. Disobedience separates us from the presence of God. We will not be able to feel, realize the presence of God. The more and more we show disobedience to God in all the aspects that we spoke about. Secondly, storm came in his life. Wind blew in his life. You know, some of those tempests that, tempests that we are going through, you know, somewhere along the line in the past, we showed certain disobedience to God. And this morning, I pray that God may bring that to the surface. God may bring those areas into my life this morning so that I may know what is that I'm missing. What is that I need to obey so that the storms will come down. And you know what? When Jonah disobeyed God, other lives were endangered. Not only he, the whole ship was about to dis get destroyed. When we disobey God, the small disobedience in our house brings those curse of the Lord and it blows over our house and none of our household is going to flourish. You know, that's how the curse of the Lord comes upon our lives because God says, if you do not obey, I'm going to throw the curse upon your family, upon your life. And this morning, I want all of us to realize what is the curse that we are going through in our lives. And what kind of disobedience we show to the Lord. I want you us to come into grips with the word of God this morning. So that we may realize what is happening to us. For Jonah took long route to reach Nineveh. Because he disobeyed. And he could not reach Nineveh quickly. It took three plus days for him to reach. In our lives. When we disobey. Like children of Israel. They were just wandering in the wilderness for no reason. Just only because of their disobedience. If we continue to remain in disobedience, we will not be able to reach the point where we want to reach. And we go all around, all about, round about, we just come round and round, but still we will not reach there. 
Does it sound familiar to us? This morning God is speaking to us. And God is telling us, I want total obedience. And Jonah had to suffer inside the belly of the fish. No reason for that. Simple disobedience. When we disobey, disobedience brings sufferings to our lives. But when Jonah realized his sin, and when he turned back to God, God was still merciful. You know, this morning God is still merciful. And he wants us to know and realize because we are talking about a Christian character and we need to develop that character. We need to build that character. Otherwise, when we are exposed to outside, people who are living outside, we fail in front of them. This morning, God wants us to build that character within us. There is something that is working in a life of a child of God. I call that a spirit of disobedience. Spirit of disobedience. Word of God talks about it. You want to read the scripture from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Let's read that scripture. I want you to know this. Spirit of disobedience, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And you, have, and you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, verse 2, Hebrew 2, Ephesians 2, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So prince of the power of the air, it refers to spirit of antichrist, spirit of the devil himself. The, the, the spirit of the power of the air, it works now in the sons of disobedience. The spirit of the power of the air, it works in the sons of disobedience. That means it is the spirit of disobedience. It's called the spirit of disobedience. You know, this spirit of disobedience keeps our lives under bondage. And this morning I'm here to tell you, because I love you, the spirit of disobedience keeps our lives. It's not allowing us to move forward. In the ministry, I want to take this into the further levels. It's not able, it's not happening, because maybe because of my disobedience. In the family life, you realize that you feel that happening. It's because of somebody's disobedience. And I believe that God may help us this morning. This disobedience is caused by rebellion. Rebellion, the, 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 the dictionary definition is, rebellion is someone who is opposing the authority. Now that's what is called rebellion. Look at the world, what is going on today. Rebellion. Look at the families, what is happening today. Rebellion. Look at the look at look at the look at the church of God. What is happening today? It's rebellion. Rebellion is an opposing spirit that opposes the authority. And God doesn't like that. God doesn't like that. God hates that. You know, if you remember the scripture, God called the children of Israel as stiff-necked people. Stiff-necked people. They were not flexible. They're not willing to bend. They're not willing to bend. You know, the divine character that God expects in you and me is to be flexible. I'm learning that. I want you to learn that with me. We cannot be stiff-necked. God cannot do anything. Because the spirit of disobedience is so heavy nowadays. When the spirit of disobedience comes on someone, they will do what is forbidden. 
and they will not do what is expected they will just work in the opposite way have you come across people i have come across people if you do tell them to do one thing they don't do it they will do something else and they will do whatever you don't expect to do spirit of disobedience and this morning god is telling us we need to identify those spirit of disobedience in our lives what is opposing within us you know by nature we are coming from a background where people are so trained to oppose the leadership it's in our blood but this morning god is telling you you need the blessings of god finally i just want to talk a little bit about dangers of disobedience again back to deuteronomy chapter 11 28 we read the blessings now we read the you know dangers of disobedience deuteronomy chapter 11 28 says and the cause if you do not obey the commandments of the lord your god but turn aside from the way which i command you today to go after other gods which you have not known god is telling us you don't need to go through that curse anymore because curse comes in our lives because of our disobedience I want to quote the scripture right now first samuel chapter 15 verse 23 I want you to read this with me listen to this scripture with me first samuel 15 23 i don't know whether you have read the scripture for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity as idolatry Are you listening to me this morning? Word of God says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. How long we want to rebel? How long we want to rebel to God? How long rebel want to rebel the authority that God has set in our lives? You know those things are preventing our blessings in our lives. And this morning God wants you to listen to me carefully. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. You know how much God hates witchcraft? Rebellion is just that. and stubbornness stubbornness is determined to do what someone wants and refusing to change refusing to change determined to do what i want to do i'm not here to change that's stubbornness and scripture says stubbornness is as iniquity as idolatry keeping an idol here and worshiping the idol is same as stubbornness you know how much god hates these sins and he says because you have rejected the word of the lord he also has rejected you from being king he talks about Saul Saul was stubborn Saul was rebelling against the leadership and the curse of the lord came upon him what do you think about are we showing rebellion and stubbornness in some of those areas where god wants us to bring those things to total surrender maybe us maybe someone in our family showed the rebellion at some point of time in his life or her life what we see is the curse of the lord not the blessings of the lord but this morning god is telling you that it is time to bring everything to surrender to the voice of the holy spirit final slide I want to talk a little bit about consequences of disobedience before we close disobeying is equivalent to disrespecting god disrespect disobeying to all that we spoke about just now is equivalent to disrespecting god 
we don't receive some of those blessings if we continue to disrespect our god disobedience always has a consequences couple of consequences i just want to talk about before we close number one spiritual consequences you know some of us wants to receive the gift of the holy spirit some of us want to move in that gift of the holy spirit but we are not able to here is the scripture acts 5:32 and we are his witnesses to these things and so also is the holy spirit whom god has given to those who obey him today churches are preaching holy spirit is for everybody no scripture doesn't say that holy spirit is given only to those who obey god and the reason we, we we are we are not blessed today the reason we are not able to speak in tongues the re- we have been in pentecostal for years together traditionally we are there but we don't speak in tongues and pray in the presence of god but this morning god is telling us we want to operate in the gifts of the holy spirit because when we want to share the gospel to somebody we want to share the gospel effectively we want to see miracles happening there it's not happening in my life i'm showing disobedience somewhere god is not able to use me spiritual consequences physical consequences certain sicknesses in our lives it's not going just is clinging on to us no matter how many fasting you do no matter how many times you pray those sicknesses won't leave it won't leave because you show disobedience to god you need to confess you need to identify and you need to feel sorry for those areas where you have shown disobedience to god where you did not obey the word of god where you did not obey the authorities where you did not obey the family setup that god has given to you sicknesses won't leave until then physical consequences emotional consequences the more we are not obeying to god what comes in our lives is depression loneliness most of the time they are not medical issues they become medical issues once they get it the cause of it is disobedience disobedience especially teen and youth they are asked very specifically not to go to that place not to be in touch with that individual but they don't obey and they do it repeatedly they get into it some of us when we think about our future we came to our parents and said that dad mom this is the person i want to live with and your parents said no 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 i want to do something else for you I have a plan I'm just praying for a godly woman. I'm praying for a godly man. We disobeyed the authority the word of God set up in our lives of our parents. And today we struggle over it. It will continue till the end of our lives. Emotional struggles, mental issues, confusion and obsession. Confusion and obsession comes in our lives when we disobey you know disobedience has a huge lot of consequences but this morning god wants us to know that it also leaves permanent damages in our lives and when we continue to disobey we live in sin eventually we cannot go to eternity eternity is not for everybody scripture says it's a very narrow gate and he wants us to walk very carefully the way i'm saying all these things because i keep learning all these things i want to share the good things with you i can't go to eternity because it's a very narrow road not many will walk in that a small disobedience which is sin according to the word of god 
Sin cannot enter into heaven. Skin cannot. You know, people are filtered just like that. When we, when, when we talk about the eternity, I'm not sure, I am, am I prepared? I'm not sure whether you are prepared. But one thing I believe, that God is working in our lives. I know it's very hard to listen to these sermons. But we need to take it with the right attitude, with the right spirit of God making us. Shall we close our eyes this morning? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.